Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, and we're about to welcome in Brian Munson of On3 Sports. Uh, we've got to get our beautiful faces up there on the Sardar Heyman Jewelers video stream, which I failed to do there for a second. But we're here. Don't worry. We're still here. Uh, Brian Munson on with us as well. Brian, how are you doing? Are you still in the glorious state of Nebraska? I, I am still in the glorious state of Nebraska, and no no webcam for me, man. I've got a face for for radio. <laughs> all right, fair oh, enough. Uh, right. One, maybe one day we'll we'll get you we'll get you on uh, <laughs> on the webcam eventually. Uh, I saw that was it your son that you took the Memorial Stadium? Got a little bit of a of a look around there. Yeah, I got my my twelve year old son to go over there for his first camp ex- uh, experience. I think that it was you know he, he's never played football before and. We're, I, I'm just not a big fan of, of of kids playing before middle school. I think that sure. there's some there's some dudes that are that are out there that that, that enjoy that that early growth spurt that are that are like man child. <laughs> My son is not, and yes. uh, he's going to be a big kid. There's no doubt about it. By just comparison of his older brother and, and where he's at right now, and he just has to grow into his body and get some confidence and hopefully he got a little bit of that. We're looking forward to getting to North Platte later on Friday. Me and my oldest son will get a chance to work him out on Friday. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of fun. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully is he, is he a Husker fan? Is, did he really, or did that like boost his Husker fandom? He is a Husker fan, but he's also a Dallas Cowboys fan. Ooh, like, I don't know where I went it. wrong. I've got, <laughs> A cowboy fan for the youngest son and a Packer fan for the oldest mm. son and I just I don't know. I, I don't know. They're like somebody somebody at some point hit the point point and pointed out to me like where I went wrong with both these kids when it comes to that. <laughs> well I know sometimes they go for the complete opposite. Rico said he's a Yankees fan because his uh, grandpa was a Mets fan. I said, like, Well that doesn't make a lot of sense. You just want to argue with your grandpa, I guess. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I, well, hey, I think it I think in those guys' case, there is a little bit of a rivalry there, being both NFC guys. But uh, being a Bills fan, I have a hard time uh, talking to them about much. Yeah, well, at least uh, as of late, you've got something to talk about, too. I think maybe their time growing up, I mean, the Bills haven't been really good since the mid-'90s until now, so uh, I guess no, maybe that was no. part of the problem. Uh, but let's no, yeah. yeah, let's get into uh, some recruiting discussion. How's Nebraska looking? The month of June, always an important uh, month. They've done uh, certainly a lot. What's the latest in Nebraska's recruiting front? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, they're going to finish out the month or finished out the month with, with 10 commitments. Um I, I think, you know, we're going into the dead period right now. We're kind of waiting to hear, like, how some things are going to kind of go down now. You, you've got an interesting announcement on Saturday at noon with Barry Jackson uh, that's that's planning on going ahead and making an announcement on Saturday. At, uh, uh, it's it's down in Nebraska. I think he's on the top five, uh, I believe, is what he announced. Um, Nebraska sees him playing kind of as a, <clears throat> a slot receiver, maybe a guy that can figure into special teams, but – but a guy that you can get involved potentially with some jet sweeps as well. I mean, uh, kind of an interesting guy, a, a teammate of Janoran Bonner uh, there in high school. Uh, and then um, I think that another guy that I keep a close eye on right now is Dylan Rogers, uh, linebacker from Cypress, Texas, who officially visited here just about two weeks ago uh, and then went to Austin last weekend but didn't end up committing to Texas. That's what makes me think 
<clears throat> I think things are going to accelerate there a little bit for him because once he had that chance to compare kind of Texas to Nebraska and understanding, you know, that Hayden Moore is already in the class, maybe there's only room for one more Mike slash Sam. Um, he, uh, he needs to go ahead and feel like he needs to get into the class a little bit. So, I'm looking at those two guys, potentially Nebraska, you know, being up to 12 commitments here in the next week. And then, then you get one of the big dogs that wants to go ahead and, 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 and commit to that. You have uh Caden green. that's going to make an announcement uh, after the 4th of July. And that one's going to be, that one's a big one for everybody to kind of pay attention to. Uh, ultimately, I think Oklahoma wins out, but Nebraska is at least in the hunt. I also wanted to ask you, and obviously we'll, we'll get to some of these other guys because it was a great uh, June, especially for in-state recruiting for Nebraska and outside of it. Um, but I did want to get to Zane Flores because uh, he's he's starting to show off there at the Elite 11 camp. They just had one day of it, but uh, they do that little ranking of, of who's their top 11 at this point. And I think they have like 16 to 24 kids in there or whatever trying to get break into the Elite 11. And they had him at 11th. Um, is he, I mean, I, I think regardless, just because he's an in-state kid, is he always going to be who we kind of compare William Watson to and see how their careers go? I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I, I had a conversation and even uh, with some of the guys on the board uh, yesterday or the day before talking about Zane Flores and Elite 11. I, I think that there are so many circumstantial things that just kind of influenced what kind of happened there with Zane Flores. You, you, first of all, you had uh, you had Rayola that was kind of top of the 2024 board, and for a while it looked semi-good, I guess, for Nebraska. You also had Reese Mooney that was part of that equation, that, that things looked good with him for a long time. Um, you know, and I, I just – obviously you had the turnover. You had the turnover on the offensive side of the, of, of the staff for under, under Scott Frost. And then uh, when, when Whipple comes to town – he has his guy and pops Watson out there in Massachusetts and he wants to bring in a guy that he knows. So it's, it's really, in, in, in all honesty, you know, Forrest picked a great school based on his, on his skill set, And I tried to liken, you know, Flores this year to a guy that happened, you know, that came up, came along 15, 16 years ago in Nathan Anderley uh, from out there in, in, in North Platte. Anderley, was like a six foot five, two hundred and ten pound drop back quarterback, and you know at the time that Nebraska's kind of you know going through, still running running the option, that doesn't really fit too well with what Nebraska's got kind of going on. And he ends up going to Idaho and has a fantastic career. gets gets drafted in the fifth round by the Chicago Bears. So it, it's happened before. It, it didn't. They didn't have the Elite Eleven then. And I don't, don't know if Enderly would have had a chance, much much of a chance to get picked for that at all anyway. But I think what what Flores is doing is tremendous. Uh, I, I think what he is what he's doing right now is he's going out there and showing out. And, yes, he is going to build that forever comparison in the minds of all Husker fans with what guy goes on to kind of do bigger and better things between he and Pops Watson. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. Of course, Nebraska fans might not have the best um, feeling of, of of Elite Eleven because I think Johnny Stanton and Harrison Beck are the only guys with Nebraska ties that that ended up going out there and be and being part of those groups. And of course, that didn't turn out. And it's it's Elite Eleven seems to be like uh, any recruiting, which is basically fifty percent hit rate. Um, but the hits there are pretty big. So uh, I I just find that fascinating. I think that'll be interesting uh, to watch moving forward. As far as uh, the guys, I wasn't able to talk to you about uh, kind of the Riley Van Poppels and the the Maverick Noonans, 
the guys that have they've committed over the last couple of weeks, uh, who kind of stands out the most to you? Well, you just mentioned two guys right there that definitely do stand out. I, I like the the how they complement one another. They are similar skill set. They're they're both high effort, high energy guys. They they, they pursue a lot inside out. They give a lot of chase from the backside. Um, they're they're tremendous pass rushers. They get up field. Uh, I I like what that tandem potentially could could end up meaning to Nebraska when it comes to kind of getting those things going. They're, they obviously have their own kind of intangibles. You've got You've got Van Poppel into the state of Texas. First time in a while that Nebraska's trying to get back into the state of Texas. Then you have Maverick Noonan that, that coming out of Omaha, pretty big deal after the 2022 class and saw all those other players kind of leave the state and go to, go to other places. So I, I think that those are, those are two really big, important guys to kind of go ahead and talk about. I like Hayden Moore. Uh, Hayden Moore is a guy that, you know, being recruited to play inside linebacker, has that ability still to kind of move outside, do some pass rushing, you know, hand on the ground, you know, more of a walk-up outside linebacker kind of guy. Uh, I think that that's a really interesting guy to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, you know, the guy that kicked it all off was Jaden Doss. Jaden Doss was so clutch for Nebraska to, to go ahead and get him in as soon as they as they did because I think he's just got so many things that, 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 that he can do for Nebraska from – from lighting it up on the offense, from the inside or from the outside, and he is certainly going to play a role uh, for Nebraska uh, on, on special teams as well. So love those five guys, like the direction that they're going. There's another couple guys like we talked about here in the next few days that could potentially join the class. I think there's about four guys, which I'm kind of calling implied commitments, where I feel like I could put a prediction in for them, maybe four or five of those guys. I could kind of take that class up to like – almost close to 17 really quick, like with the names, of course, that we would be talking about um, and feel pretty good about things when it comes to, to, to Nebraska's chances to get to that number with those guys. Do you know what number they're kind of looking for in this group? Obviously, last year was a huge transfer portal year. Um, long term, that's that's not what you're going to want to probably be building off of, but you'll probably still take a few guys. So how do they kind of do the math this early in June and kind of figure that out? Yeah, it, it gets tough, right? Um, it's one of those things where 85 is the only firm number, and you, you've got to make sure that that's the number that you're that you're playing to. I I would anticipate some attrition, some attrition to 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 basically pump up the number because if you're just going straight off of like draft eligibility, end of eligibility, your number's like 13 or 14. I think that I think that traditionally when we started with that number like last year, we said, ah, they could maybe get to 15, but 15 was pushing. What they end up getting 18 last year, like end of, end of the signing day classes. I think 18 is a number to start with. I think that when you start talking about 18 being the class, I think that that's a good number when it starts to kind of covering the basis of like all the guys that, that, that are leaving from an eligibility perspective, from a draft perspective and then start covering the attrition. But I think, though, I think you're going to see a little bit more attrition than that. This class actually could get as high as 20, and I'm, I'm very, very, very a conservative guy, and I'm, it's painful for me to say that because I know that the math doesn't really work out very well when it comes to people looking at that, but that's certainly where things are kind of pointed to. Uh, Brian, you know I got to ask you. Also, I'm going through Elite Eleven MVPs and Blake Barnett, the Elite Eleven MVP in 2014. That's a throwback. Um, uh, you know I have to ask you, uh, Malachi Coleman. What do we got? What's the update? 
uh, you know, still going to still gonna take some visits, uh, not right. plan on making a decision before December. I know that in a recent interview with Maverick Noonan, he feels good about Nebraska's chances. Malachi's not doing a whole lot of talking. Um, you know, there's not a way to kind of get him on the phone right now and just get and just get an update. So uh, mm-hmm. I think you got to kind of go off of what other guys are telling you to go off what you've heard before. Um, still a December announcement. Uh, I think things, though, however, look very, very good. There was actually an on three prediction on our on on our network uh, by the Michigan uh, publisher right before the Michigan official visit was even announced, or uh, that that he was picking Malachi Coleman in Nebraska. So wow. I think a lot of signs for not just the inside, but also mm-hmm. now the outside are looking more and more like. Malachi Coleman will eventually choose Nebraska. I think Nebraska fans are just going to have to wait a little while to, to for that to happen. And Brian is 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 Reese Mooney off the board now? I mean, I know you got a lot of quarterbacks, but if if a quarterback leaves, I suppose after things don't go well this year, do you do you see them taking two? Uh it's possible. I don't think Reese Mooney's a fit. Um, I, and and that's not really a knock on the kid. I think the knock, you know, he's he's obviously backed off his commitment to Vanderbilt. He's looking around now too. It's been kind of interesting to see how his recruitment has kind of progressed um, since the day that Nebraska and he kind of kind of separated a little bit. So I, I I could see Nebraska maybe you know drawing some more interest you know in another guy. I'm not sure, however, if that would be a guy that they would go back to high school to go get. Mm-hmm. Or go get more active in the portal once again, and try to bring somebody else in that can can, can maybe potentially you know compete uh, next year as opposed to trying to develop them. I think that there is such a need to be competitive immediately that Nebraska you know could potentially go ahead and find that guy uh, at the end of the season as part of the transfer portal. Oh man, that that'll be fascinating. Well, it'll be fascinating all season long to kind of see how that plays out um, because yep. uh, I know Casey Thompson. Plans on maybe kind of one year, but he's still got two years of eligibility, so who knows how That's this right. is this is all going to go. Uh, but he's Brian Munson of On3 Sports. Brian, thanks again for joining us today. All right, guys. We'll see you. All right, there he goes. Brian Munson of On3. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, maybe we'll talk about Amani Bates and where he chose to go. Kind of a surprise for a, a, a former highly regarded uh, recruit whose uh, freshman season at Memphis probably didn't go as much as he wanted to, but I expected him to go somewhere nice. He didn't. We'll talk about that next, coming up here on the Ticket Water Cooler.